0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey gang, quick question for you. Have you started playing Daily Fantasy yet? And if not, why not? Because if like me, you're already given up on the fantasy team that you drafted at the start of the season because it's doing so badly, then check out our brand new Daily Fantasy Listener League courtesy of DraftKings because it could be the game for you. It's all very simple. You pick a brand new team Every week based uh, on a salary cap, you enter that team into one or more of our show contests and you try and win all kinds of prizes. We've got merchandise, tickets and good old fashioned cash to give away. And more importantly than all of that, you can embarrass me, Propo, the Guru Sandrini and lots more of your show faves by showing us that you know a lot more than we do. So click the link in our show notes or hit us up on social media for a link. And that way you can join the show league. It's free to enter. And as well as the pay to play contests, there are going to be free to enter competitions all through the season. You have to be 18 plus, of course. And remember, be aware. Hello welcome to the Nat Coombe Show. Good to have you with us, gang. Happy Monday. I and Mike in the house. A ton to get into, so let's get straight down to business. I'm Mike Carlson. Boy, did you pick the wrong NFL Sunday to go to the Royal Festival Hall?
1: <laughs> well, how many more chances am I going to have to see the Young Gabarak group? I mean, he's 75. It's like going to Munich to see Tom Brady, basically. Um, <laughs> Similar age, you know, he's right? 75. Uh, Rainer Bruninghaus is probably that old Trilock Gertu, the percussionist who my girlfriend left in the middle of his solo set and came back saying she was now ill. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? I, get, I get the feeling
0: she didn't enjoy <laughs> a concert. Did, maybe not. Maybe he did pull the Mike Pereira on her. <laughs> I mean, well, I can confirm that she had no Tito's <laughs> before the
1: um, yeah. before the concert, although she did have some probably bad red wine at a place that she'll go nameless. But um,
0: it is a fair call, though, when you looked at the slate, it, and a uh, proper, and I talk about this on Edge Rush, it looked wildly indifferent on paper. Who'd have thunk that we would have one of the. What are the games of, of this season? Let's start there, Mike. We've got a bump well, a mailbag, of course. What, with Detroit, Chicago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Isaacs was phoning into our talk sports show at the Bears UK watch-along party, getting progressively more Hamlet. <laughs> and you didn't care. By the end, it didn't matter that they lost. He was just having a whale of a time. And it, I want to start with... Um, knowing Ben, he probably didn't know that they'd lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fair. Hey, it doesn't matter that because they've got their franchise key beat. Let's start, Bill's Vikes. In honor of your brilliant Patreon column last week, uh, Patreon com forward slash Mike Carlson Fmts how you subscribe to that gang go and get involved with that with your uh midterm mid-season Awards iron Mike Jefferson was born in like. Jefferson was born <laughs> that's it that's the game Jefferson was that's, it. that's all we need to say you've watched a, a lot of football I think it's fair to say where does that catch rank uh, uh does it go straight into one of the all-time great plays I mean it was extraordinary it's a great
1: catch um uh into the all-time great plays I mean, one of the problems with that, for example, David Tyree's catch, which it resembled To an extent, part of it depends on context because you know Mm. everyone saw this one, so that makes it you know a a great. But if you think back, David Tyree's catch because it was in a Super Bowl and at Mm -hmm. a crucial moment of the Super Bowl, you know probably stands as as the you know most spectacular one I I can recall you Mm. know off the top of my head. But this was an amazing catch. Um, You know, first of all, just to go up that high with one hand and and bring it down, and then. To keep it out of the defender's hands again, yeah. just just with one hand, um, you know. And I found it interesting watching that game that you know that Jefferson and Diggs were, you know, it wasn't quite a one-on-one battle, but mm-hmm. but you know, it was like uh, you know they let Diggs go because they had drafted Jefferson and had that kind of faith in in um, in his ability to replace him. So you know that that was it was a great catch, um, and it, it certainly pumps the game up in terms of um you know uh, of of its uh game of the week of the season of the year kind of, ever.
0: well let's let's talk about this vikings team because a lot of talk about how far they can go is predictably based around Kirk Cousins, right? He seems to to personify the Vikings in the sense that at times he's convincing and then spins on a dime and he's a lightweight throws a, just a imp- totally implausible interception that could be the worst quarterback sneak of all time uh and but the vikings do this routinely as a collective through the season they do it in games they even do it on within drives where they go from okay these guys are serious contenders to i'm not sure they're going to make the playoffs i mean it's baffling
1: um yeah i mean i'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs at this stage but oh yeah uh. sure yeah 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 <laughs> we can give them that much at least hot take yeah but um yeah, they're 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 a very unconvincing uh, eight and one team. You know the um, and erratic with it as well. Why do they go from well? Well, that's into... partly down to Cousins, I think, who is kind of erratic. You know, um, and does as you said have these have these horrible moments. He had first, I don't know, half of the games, third quarter. He he did not look, you know, like a quarterback who's going to take a team team onto victory. And and of course, he was helped. You know. Um, by his defense, by mm. some bad plays by Buffalo, uh, and you know obviously they lose. The, they can't score. They can't punch it in at the goal line. And then Allen fumbles the snap on a quarterback sneak. Mm. You know, go figure. The the odds-on favorite for MVP three weeks ago, um, you know, basically cost them cost them the game at that point. Although um, mm. you know they they then had had their chances later. I also think that had they kicked. A field goal um, instead of going for it on fourth and two. Yeah, um, they might. The, I, I I looked up, you know, some of the the percentage was about one percent difference. They, it was bottom, like ninety seven percent if they go for it, and ninety six percent if they don't. Mm. Um, but it just seemed to me that assuming you make the kick, which obviously is is not an automatic, um, that they would they would be in a better position then Mm. um and their defense would have an easier time which is part of the equation you know is how how well can your defense play and that's probably why he went for it um to keep his defense off the field basically but um almost a thousand yards of total offense in that game. So you can understand why people would keep defenses off the field. Uh, <laughs> 53, 53 first downs between the two teams.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was an extraordinary game to watch. I mean, it, cause it was so, uh, it, it was so exciting to watch and a you know, an interesting combination of just remarkable plays and, and hapless plays at times. And maybe that's being harsh on Allen and that, uh, the, the fumble on the, on the aforementioned sneak, but Cousins in particular blowing hot and cold. Yeah. Is that Back-to-back losses for the Bills, the Jets, of course, and, and now this. Do we read too much into that? They're third in the division. <laughs> well, yeah, they're in a fight in the division for sure. Yeah, I mean, nobody saw that coming.
1: Um, well, I, I mean, the big question by Tuesday, tomorrow, by tomorrow, will be how is Josh Allen fully healthy? You know, is yeah, his, is his arm or is r- r- whatever it is, yeah, um, be, yeah, n- yeah, not not you know, not really bothering him. It didn't, it didn't really look that way,
0: but it didn't. But, there was that scary moment, of course, when he went down and, uh and looked like he was in real pain. And then the next thing, you know, they're on the sidelines. He's fine. So I don't know whether that was just, yeah. but yeah, he's a baller. I
1: mean, you know, he's, he's, he's a baller. That's right. When your quarterback gets up, that gives you momentum, which is yeah, why they won. Sure. Oh, hang on. They didn't win. I, I do I, think this is the kind of game where the momentum guys need to just shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Up.
0: <laughs> i wonder if it was a mistake to play him though in that game um i mean you're right he didn't seem to well would case effective. keenum
1: be you know it your your equation is if if he's willing to go and if he's physically capable of going mm. even if he's at a reduced effectiveness is 80 of josh allen better than 100 of case keenum
0: yeah and that's probably fair and, and true that, that that it is but the flip side of that is if he takes a knock even if it is one that isn't Uh, clearly visible to us and there is regression in the injury as a result of that, then down the stretch, I mean, they lost the game anyway. Uh, The mailbag will go to, because we've got, we've got with my, my I I
1: wouldn't imagine that Josh, that um, Ryan McDermott um, would be forcing him to do anything he didn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, I mean, that's always a qualifier because the most players want, want to play if they possibly can. There are mm. exceptions. <laughs> there are guys who I tell you, are Brian, ha- I'm looking at you. Are are quite happy to take a few weeks off because the money's coming in anyway, you know, and it's like, why risk, why risk yourself if you don't have to? But but um yeah, so I, I doubt Sean McDermott is, you know, is forcing him or pressuring him or anything like that to play mm. because you're right, the long term you know, they will make the playoffs presumably and 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 then you know they go as far
0: as Josh Allen takes them mm. you know on I mentioned Antonio Brown there in passing there was a lot of buzz for um I and Mike and Antonio Brown spin-off show that was <laughs> were rolling out on Twitter <laughs> last week. You, you saw that can we make that happen Mike yeah me and a B yeah I could invite him to stay here like Tom Brady did you know to Take I him think, to meetings and you know, all that kind of stuff. I think Ollie was asking if we did put the show together, which one of you would get canceled first? What was the overall? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I've, so I've already been canceled. I've already yeah. won that battle. Yeah. I mean, now that's yeah. interesting actually. Has as as A B been cancelled
0: more than I have? <laughs> I think it's best. I think we got a real competition it's, going. It, there. That is a close fight. That yeah. it, I was waiting was I was waiting for him place. to hook up with Giselle after the after the divorce, you oh know. god! Hey, there is time is still on his side on that one. There is a couple. Of, there are a couple of good questions on uh, in the mailbag. I want to go to relevant to some of the things we were talking about. So, yeah, on this, this is from Richard. Hey, Richard at the NC shows How you get in touch? Getting sick of stupid coaching decisions. Are a fourth down and also two point conversions. A Seahawks decision to go for two when trailing by nine is to me crazy. A coach is now scared of being labeled negative hence gambling. I know it's something you've talked about a fair bit, Mike, that there is uh, a sense that coaches are being overly aggressive at times. Is that because there's a pressure that they feel they need to be now in the modern NFL?
1: How much they listen to that, I I don't know, mm. but there, it is, it is a kind of tsunami wave. Everybody's got the sheets
0: telling them, you know, what, what the proper odds play is. Because um, that's interesting. That's a difference, isn't it, between the uh, significance and the uh, the way the NFL has changed in terms of relying on the, the book, the statistics, against the the sense that you got to go for broke. We're in a generation now where you do your draft picks to get the key pieces to get you to the promised land, and you got it's all win win now. And I wonder if that is playing into some yeah, of the decisions because there, there's an el- there's an element good. of that. I mean,
1: you know. <laughs> there always has been it's always been a win sure. you win know, all a zero sum game basically um, mm. and that's true of all american sports now nowadays it's why we have overtime in it, in everything you know down to the to the pe- peewee level mm. um, you know um, and I, I i i think that football statistics no matter how well they are um, how well they are jigged as for example, football outsiders began doing um, where they tried to situationize all kinds of, So if it was third, if it was third and 18 and they run a draw play that gains 10 yards, they give less credit to the team's offense and to the running back for those 10 yards than they mm. would if it if he had gained, you know, if it had been third and eight and he got 10 yards, um, for obvious reasons. You can see, you know, and because situations are everything in football. In baseball, you have a whole 162 game season. Players go up to the plate, batters go up to the plate 700 times. when a guy bats 300, you've got a fairly good statistical profile that he will get three hits and 10 at bats more or less, you mm-hmm. know. But as you see in, even in baseball now where you know where things are changing drastically in terms of how the game is played, but because of statistics, um, you would still see that, In a one-game situation, you have a runner on first with no outs. It's not necessarily a bad thing to bunt him, depending on how the pitcher is, who you've got coming up next, you know, to advance him into scoring position with two outs. If he's on second, even more so because he can score on a fly ball. So, you know, so there are like over the season, you will probably benefit if you follow the rule each Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. But in any given situation, the circumstances may, you know, may switch the odds a bit in into your your favor. And I think that's the kind of thing you're getting in football. Mm. Um, And my argument would be football with the much smaller sample size and Mm. and the way that uh, these things don't necessarily, you know, okay. if you kick a 42, if you kick the field goal here, you've got a 97% chance of winning. If you don't go, if you go for it, you've got a or if you kick the field goal 96, if you go for it, 97, okay. 1% you're going to base your career on a 1% day. Mm. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. like a political poll. The pro, the margin of error <laughs> sure. is plus or minus, you know, I because who's more than that. What are the conditions? Sure. You know, is it an Tom indoor stadium game. with a yeah, dome? Sure. Is it outdoor with a wind? Yeah. You know, who, there's all kinds of factors that have to mm. play
0: into this. Are we effectively saying then that the NFL is blackjack? And I think that's what i yeah. are saying, right? Yeah. You've got sixteen, the dealer's and, got a picture. and I can do
1: the color commentary for it. Yeah, he's gotta put he's gotta go for it now with sixteen. He's gotta take a card. The dealer's and, you got know, a picture. and a six, a six is not as good as a five in this kind because six is one bigger than a five, but he's balling now. He can take a card, you know? And I go, oh no, it's an eight. I don't know. Why did he do that? Yeah. You know, he's the, lost all his momentum. The momentum he should to the take dealer. a card.
0: You did a minute ago. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) oh who did it's yeah so you've distilled it down perfectly i'm like it is you've got 16 the dealer's got a picture you should hit most of the time that's what the book says but then you know the guy next year who's half cut and has been making ridiculous calls is gonna go and take (laughs) a card so actually sometimes it's okay to stick on 16 but
1: that's that's what that's what it is you you play uh, you know i used to do a lot of poker and I my co, my really good co-commentator at one point was Pete Singleton, mm. who I dubbed the poker professor, um, which was <laughs> nice. which was also good. But Pete, you know, was a professional player, mm. but he had a sideline in, in like antiques, which is kind of a con game anyway. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, but Pete would would say like he'd had a bad three months. And he mostly played cash games, you know, mm. he wasn't like on a, on the circuit or anything like that and he said the problem with poker is you can do everything right and what you were just saying about you know blackjack applies you know some guy comes up with a crazy card and beats you you yeah. know and then thinks he's the smartest guy in the world but yeah you know but basically what you're doing is playing the odds mm. and eventually you you believe that the odds will over the long term you know come in come in your favor yeah. but you know Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, you know, you flow, you flip a coin 25 times and it comes up heads. The
0: 26 mm. times, it's still a 50-50 yeah. shot. You 50, know, 50, 50. the odds haven't changed. You know, have you seen Rounders, the movie Rounders with Matt yeah. Damon yeah. and Ed Norton? So the John Tatura character in that who's a, you know, a, a grifter pro, ekes a living out and and always plays it by the book. And that's one of the key narratives in the film, isn't it? That, that Damon says, that's fine and I respect that, but I'm going to take more essentially i'm going to gamble more i'm going to roll the dice more because that's how you, how you win yeah. big and if you always play the game that way then you're never going to win big
1: yeah i think i think um matt damon was uh jim ursay's number two choice to coach the polls
0: <laughs> you were, hey jeff saturday coach of the season mike coach of the season oh,
1: i right. mean talk about killing a narrative <laughs> i mean the the, the, yeah. the best thing was though that it, you know, if it took Jeff Saturday to put Matt Ryan back in starting, if not Nick Foles, you know, more, more power to it because mm. Sam Ellinger was just not ready. You know, it, it was so obvious and yeah. you know, I don't know what the details are, but I'm reading all this stuff that it was, it was Ballard versus right. As for play, but I don't know which side was which, mm. you know, in, in the, in the argument of where Ursay stood on that, but yeah, but all credit yeah. to him for, and Talk about, I mean, talk about Jefferson's catch. You know, what about Matt Ryan's 39-yard run? Go Matt Ryan. I didn't know he had it in him. I mean, did, did you see the cut? Co- I mean, the guys, <laughs> first off, three guys, the secondary, who are more or less at the line of scrimmage, just they're still looking in the backfield because they can't believe he's run. So so he's just running, he's running past them and they're looking the other way. <laughs> and then when it comes down to yeah. Harmon, <laughs> to Harmon, the the announcer was who I don't forget, I forget who it was one of the one of the Alberts I think um, or maybe mm. Kevin Harlan who sounds like one of the Alberts mm. um, said what a great block the guy barely touched him Harman <laughs> ran past him Ryan sort of <laughs> dropped a shoulder and Harman just sped past him out of bounds I thought that was the play of the weekend
0: wouldn't it be, Yeah yeah forget exactly forget Jefferson wouldn't it um wouldn't it be great if in the the twilight of his career Matt Ryan just suddenly just thinks bucket and just well, becomes... the problem
1: if he does that now Jeff Saturday
0: is going to get all the credit yeah <laughs> well hang on in all seriousness you look at the South with that win and this is what baffled me about benching Ryan in the first place. although to, to your point you know the power struggle going on quite possibly that are still very much in the playoff mix here well yeah I mean especially when you watch the Titans the Titans is
1: like what you know in um um, what's the movie about Vince Papili um, oh, um, with, with, Mar- with Marky Mark, with Marky Mark, Invincible. I think it's called Invincible. Yeah. It, you know, the game he's playing like that, like kind of pick up Sandlot game, whatever yeah. it is in the, in the, Playground with car lights and stuff like that. His mojo, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. like what the tit- that's like watching the Titans. <laughs> is that a trading <laughs> saying- session with with Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's it's ridiculous. And that was not true. I mean, or it might have been. He might have played a game, but but Papile actually had played in the World Football League and he played in the Seaboard League. Oh, uh, so they before that, so he, it wasn't team. like he stepped out of nowhere. But yeah, okay. but anyway, um that's that's what watching the Titans is like, you know. Mm. um they just bring the game <laughs> down to a, to a level. And every week, you know, you think, oh, yeah, well, they controlled the No, nah, they didn't control the time of possession. They no. didn't. they just let you and then they stop you, on, you know, toward near near the end zone or or whatever. Uh, you know, Henry only had, what, 50 yards rushing in that game. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. They kept him and kept him. Quiet. Actually, the best play of the week might have been in Munich. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, the, the net pass to Tom
0: Brady lined yeah. up in wide receiver. He, I mean, so much to talk about. I,
1: I can't believe they played in the field that had huge gopher holes that Brady could fall into before yeah, I mean, it was bound out.
0: to happen. There was so much about this. Firstly, uh, Tariq Woolen, who was on coverage, uh, he's uh, Brady's twice as old as him almost.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and Tariq Woolen's running down the field, like rubbing his eyes. You know, is this real? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> is, is it, am I supposed to walk? You know? There were two. I, I like the fact though that the Bucks uh, and May, easier, of course, with the win, were able to do this. But they had fun with it. So Todd Bowles uh, said in the post-game presser, uh, "Had he not slipped, had Brady not slipped, you would have seen his forty-two-inch vertical," which I was a great line. Um, and then Brady, of course, getting uh, shots fired by Barstool on uh, over on Twitter, uh, saying, well, "What do you expect is going to happen when you ask a forty-five-year-old to uh, to play receiver?" He, quote, tweeted the Barstool shade and said, if I don't slip, that's Randy over the top for six. Brady dropped. It. <laughs> I love that.
1: I like, I like that. Well, remember, the last time somebody threw a pass to him, I believe, was in the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, it was Amendola. It right. was Amadola, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, he he should have had it. Um, and that didn't um, work out very well either. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, un- unfortunately. Although, actually, uh, Jan Gabarek was only the second concert I saw. Um because oh, the really? first one the first one was um I is Crow or whatever his name is, the, the uh, pregame, the pre-game, the pre-game guy, game pre-game like stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we used to in Germany they the the pregames were great in World League NFL Europe, you know, in Dusseldorf and Frankfurt. Um power yeah. party they call, you know, before the NFL picked it up and brought it to London, you know, to London. They they'd have these of the tailgate, outside yeah. the stadium. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was really good, and and but the music was never really great. Oh, Surely not. <laughs> and uh, Crow
0: Crow didn't quite. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't really get him going, did he? The, I um... mean, where?
1: Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he wasn't signed as a free agent by Seattle.
0: <laughs> where are the Scorpions when you needed it this was my question when I was watching. Him. Oh, they're, the they're biting.
1: They're biting Matt Hancock. I sure hope oh. that Scorpion's okay <laughs> after
0: after oh. ingesting Matt you know, Hancock's blood. I- <laughs> you know hancock's just gonna get the trial every night isn't he uh <laughs> i hope he does munich look rocking though we were chatting to the guys out there. phoebe and uh and the crew were out there for the game and the stadium stayed over half full for about an hour after oh, the yeah. game finished and they were just singing yeah. along having I, the time of their lives
1: i mean this is exactly what um in fairness the the nfl you know Saw in the successful places in in Germany, uh, Dusseldorf and Frankfurt, and then Hamburg when they finally went there, mm. and um, it it it's the essence of why you're playing a real game there. You know, they get the people out, and and because it's only the one game, they have a great time. We've seen that in London as well, um, although it's easier to get home. <laughs> It's easier to get home from the Alliance Stadium than it is from that, from,
0: from Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wembley's all right, but yeah, Tottenham. Is, Wembley's uh, okay, even yeah. for a North Londoner like me. I mean, it, let's talk about the game for a moment because everybody had. It was inevitable, maybe, that it was going to be a, a crash for for Seattle because everyone seemed to be on them. Well, and why are they getting disrespected? And that, speaking of sample size, I had someone say, well, you know, we've been at the end of September. Maybe we could be overreacting to Seattle, but here we are mid-November. They're legit. They're for real. No one really gave Tampa a shot.
1: Not really, no. Um, and, I, and neither did I, you know. And, and um, Seattle with the points seemed to me to be a really good bet. Yeah, um, in that because, but this game was some kind of like the harbing, harbinger of of the rest of the week. I thought because this week's big theme was running, mm. run games, and you know Tampa Tampa ran the ball really well, 162 yards, I think team team rushing, yeah, and they held Seattle to 57. They yeah. made Seattle one dimensional, and yeah. you know as great a season as Gino has been having for seattle they 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 basically forced him into having to throw and you know his he's got the he's got the two big receiving threats and 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 that's about it and Mm -hmm. so you know this is true of a number of games um you know, the teams that couldn't run the ball didn't win. Tampa's front played really well. Their secondary played better than they played in, in, in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and um the key to their defense is really the linebackers and they they started to get, you know, uh, faster play. Um which is from what based
0: as their base that's their from up, them. Like.
1: Yeah. I, did you see the shots of Vitavia with uh the fans after the game? It looked like Yo- was- Yokozuno. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, he, he, was, I mean, he's, a, he's a player you've long admired and, and you're right this, oh the, yeah the yeah that, and, and,
1: was, and, and that's you know that that was a, a really good sign Hakeem Hicks, Hicks I mean showed signs of life you know mm. and he's like Brady I mean Hicks is like Brady in the sense that it, you know for an interior lineman his, defensive lineman at his age you know he's really I and, and I, it seemed to me and I watched this game because I hadn't gone to the concert you know so I watched it live mm. um and it seemed to me that Brady was really showing his age, pass patterns, you know, because what he's doing, and he's always been really good at it, is, you know, making slight bits of room for himself in the pocket and resetting, which yeah. is why his passes, you know, are always, or, you know, are so often more accurate, even on even under pressure. His resetting now looks more mechanical to me and slower than mm. it is. So that the the whole look, move, Look, reset processes. So anywhere you saw that, where it really jumped out at me was the interception he threw to Barton. Mm-hmm. It was a play it was a pass to Cameron Brait, yeah um, seem a seam buster down down the middle of the the field. And Brait was wide open. And Brady looked, reset, looked, reset, looked, and saw it, and reset and threw. And the pass he threw, he either didn't see Barton or didn't realize he could jump two inches off the ground um mm-hmm. and and intercept it and that's mm. what happened a little bit of float and that's a that's an easy touchdown I and mean, mm. i think three years ago brady sees that and does that um adjust I, so know,
0: is it a mental deterioration or physical it's, or a, a, it's
1: a combination mm. um you know i just think it's everything's a little bit slower now is yeah. eventually time catches up to you you know and, yeah. The line, the list of 45-year-old quarterbacks who still play effectively is basically down to one. Yeah. Sure. George Blanda had a few moments as a relief pitcher, you know, for Oakland, but mm. but that was a very, very few.
0: Well, it's a lot of upside though, despite the challenging season that they've had that he's had both on and off the field. And I think his it's a great point you make. And and clearly I think to the to the untrained eye, you can see that he's not. Uh, the the player that he was. But nevertheless, I think his deterioration has has been perhaps overstated. If you look at he's protected the ball. They protect the ball pretty well. He hasn't been as as prolific in his days. Oh yeah. but you know, yeah, but and, and you look at it now, and you mentioned Rashad White, and the ground game is looking good. The defense not just turning up in munich but getting back to its mo to the way that it plays and that speed that you've identified over over the years and
1: remember they won the super bowl on the back of their defense um yeah
0: helped by the fact that kansas city's offensive
1: tackles were gone so that you know they put pressure on Mahomes, but but they played him really well um all the all the way through and um so that five hundred. You know, what you're getting, Talk what you're south. getting is is three kinds of run games: the traditional, mm-hmm. which is Tampa with with Fournette and, and White. You're getting the the single wing offense with Justin Fields, you know, mm-hmm. to a lesser extent Jalen Hunt. It's kind of a mix of single nuts. wing yeah. and RPO um, college RPO con- concepts, mm. and then you're getting the um, the threat of run quarterbacks like Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, where Kansas City, you know, basically Pacheco had a decent day running when they were protecting the lead. Kadarius Tony had a had a great yeah. game in kind of they don't show up in the stats line, you know, so much, but but he made big plays for them in in various phases of the game. Mm. And, and Mahomes threw four touchdown passes, but basically they Jacksonville had seventy five yards rushing. Um, and it made, it made life easier for them. I also thought, watch that game in some detail. Chris Jones mm. isn't getting publicity like he should. But, you know, when it comes to defensive uh, linemen of the year, Chris Jones and Dexter Lawrence right now, to me, are the two guys who deserve a whole lot more notice.
0: You know, just on that, and it, it, the Chiefs looking strong. And for a number of weeks now, we've had them in this this breakaway group with Philly and, and I guess until the last couple of weeks, Buffalo, do you uh, think Buffalo, if you're looking at it, uh, I suppose going back to my earlier question about how much should we read into those two defeats, does that bring them down a notch for you? Or do you still think they are going to be. Does it bring. Buffalo down, Buffalo down, not down a notch. That chasing pack with, I guess, half a dozen teams, Miami you'd have in well, there and Dallas. Yeah, after But, the, their defeat
1: but one thing with Buffalo and their balance is their defense does depend a lot on Matt Milano. Right. Um, in he the was same sense-
0: yesterday.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not sure he was back in 100, but, you know, it right. makes a huge difference, a huge difference for them. Yeah. Um, Philly still. To me, is the most balanced team um, because they're really strong up front on both, on both sides of the ball. And that's mm. that's kind of where it, where that all grows from. Um, but they've got legitimate threats as well offensively at each position. and And it'll be interesting to watch them tonight against Washington. Mm. Um, just to see because Washington's front is playing really well
0: started to step Um, up finally
1: you know after after years of teasing and and,
0: um I never doubted Jack Del Rio to be fair (laughs) (laughs) well there's (laughs) always that
1: there's there's always that um so yeah I so I, I I mean I think Philly's probably the team in the NFC that's 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 the standout but You know, otherwise, you're dealing with a lot
0: of mediocrity. There's a lot of mediocrity. And uh, just on the standout teams, and I know it can be a little bit trite and superficial to say, hey, the power rankings. But the 49ers are intriguing because they add CMC. Debo's back now. And I guess even with Garoppolo, based on where they thought they were going to be at the start of the season, right, to, to where they are now with him, do you feel that Shanahan will start to utilize all these pieces more and more effectively. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You saw that. You saw that against the Chargers.
1: The key, though, against the Chargers was even with Dre Greenlaw thrown out of the game, which Mm. I thought was a bit harsh um, because Herbert was a runner, not a passer, Mm. and was trying to get the first down. I mean, he wasn't down yet. And, yeah. and so he came in now he hit him helmet to helmet. So that's, you know, that to me, the penalty was justified. I thought the throwing out was, was, was a bit harsh mm. on him. Um, Cause I don't think he intended, it didn't look like he was intending to hit him in the head. He just came in to try to drive him back from the first down marker. But, um, and on that, Mike, is that, is that the fundamental view, the, the intent? So if- well, I don't know how the NFL interprets it, you know. Mm. It's it's kind of like who's the victim and how bad does it look. Mm. Um and I won't go on another refereeing
0: rant. We can um, give you a minute at the end if you want to if
1: yeah. you want to do Mike's. Well, no, I mean, although what what I'll say is that in the Dallas-Green Bay game as um Dallas was coming down and could have been in position to kick a game-winning field goal, um Dak through to um, to uh, C.D. Lamb down mm-hmm. the sideline, and Jair and Alexander held him coming off the line, uh, hooked him as he made his cut, and then caught up and put an arm around him and tur- started half turned him and and then went across to break the play up. And when they showed the replay, whoever the color guy was simply went, "Well, that's tight coverage." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought, if you can't throw a flag on that, you know, it's it it's it's like ridiculous would Um, you have
0: ejected brady for the deliberate trip after (laughs) yeah (laughs) well
1: again ejection is kind of harsh um for that but yeah he's done that before Mm. um you know and where do you
0: land on that is it is it kind of sneaky 80s italian defender <laughs> smart, or is it yeah, just...
1: yeah, exactly. I ask ask um Ben yeah, Isaacs what he me. thinks of the Bears getting nine penalties for 86 yards and the Lions getting two for 15. <laughs> um and a lot of those Bears penalties came at crucial times, which which may have may have hurt them. But I like what San Fran going back to the mm. point now, I like what yeah. San Francisco are doing. I think mm. they're you know they're getting healthier, obviously, which 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 helps. Um we can talk about Miami because Jeff Wilson has had a great couple of weeks for Miami. What a pickup! Huh? It looks like you know McCaffrey and with Elijah Mitchell back, who can do what Jeff Wilson was doing, and I think do it better overall. Um, you know they've got they've got two running backs again, but but both of hmm. them are injury concerns. That's hmm. the problem. Ayuk looked pretty good. Debo they were utilizing in, you know, in those kind of unusual ways, running, running ways again. And Kittle made at least one play, that you know, was old fashioned Kittle. If they mm. can get him back in sync. Um, and, and that's a big thing. And defensively, when everyone's healthy, that's a really good defense. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so that's, that to me is what the key is. And I think with that defense, it can keep them in games. Garoppolo's not playing badly. He makes a couple of mistakes a game. Um, it, mostly because he tries to do he tries to do more than he actually can do. His arm's not as good as he th- as he thinks it is. His running's away. not not as good as he seems to think it is. He gets carried away. But that they can live with that. You know, he looked to me against the Chargers like the Garoppolo Garoppolo um, um of the Super Bowl. The su- Super yeah. Bowl.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And um the Bosa brothers ball, you know, they won the game with their defense in the second half. They made Herbert's life, you know, miserable. They covered really well. Um the um the Saint Ra or the the Saint Brown the <laughs> Saint, Saint Brown Brothers Bowl um, <laughs> yeah was was a bit different story but um,
0: well with that so um, we hear a lot see a lot firsthand that despite their obvious shortcomings as a roster the, the Lions play for for Dan Campbell they were doing this last season arguably even worse this year they haven't had an auspicious time of it but an important win for them do you think that the Lions are going to persist. With Campbell, whatever happens in the in the second half of the season, do you think he needs to hit a certain win total? It's a
1: re- that's a really good question because guys like Coach Bluto um, tend to wear out after a few years. That the right. the team gets tired of that. Um, you can only kind of rah rah them and and you know so much. I think mm. Johnson, the the offensive coordinator, has actually done a really good job. I mean, he's really only got two playmakers. Um, mm. You know that he has to kind of, kind of use, and he's handled Goff really well.
0: He on the Bears, Mike. What's happened w- with Fields? Because, well, well, it's, a month ago, quite he was, simple, really.
1: Uh, you break know, it down for and, us. And you, you, you could think that what's happening is that they're running one of these single wing kind of offenses, put the ball in Fields' hands, let him run, let him pass, kind of like the the Eagles do do with Hertz, but. Most of what he gets on the ground is scrambling mm. um, so that they're actually running past plays. And, and he's not seeing, you know, he's not seeing someone open and he's, he's running the ball. And he's such a good runner that they're getting lots of yards. What, what did he have? Um, 147 on no. Uh, yeah. 147 on just 13 carries. Um, and when you've got Herbert and Montgomery there, um, and Herbert had his best run nullified by a very flaky penalty, mm. um, but still had, you know, the two of them had 19 for I might hang it up. In my head 94. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they, they can control the game that way. But, but as you've seen in the last three losses, I, apparently they're the first team to ever score 29 or more points, three weeks in a row and lose all three games. <laughs> no um, but what happens in the fourth quarter when the game is tight, and the time is you've got limited time fields has to throw as a drop back passer. Yeah. And he gets killed. He's gotten killed three weeks in a row. He gets mm. sacked to, toward the end because he is trying to wait and see that open receiver. And the book on him coming out was that he was a slow processor, you know, of that he hadn't had to process the game quickly. So, you know, I, I think that's what they need to work on with him, obviously. Mm. Um, So still
0: juries out because the Bears Jury's still
1: still out, yeah Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but I wouldn't get Fooled by thinking that they've I mean, we didn't talk about Nick Sirianni Last week when we talked about coach of the year But it occurred to me as, you know, kind of Like during the week while I'm walking the dog And I think about these things Mm -hmm. um, That what Sirianni has done With Jalen Hurts, because the big question With that team was everyone knew that they'd Assembled talent, Mm. but would Jalen Hurts be the quarterback who could Get them to the promised land. Right. Um, And what he's done with Jalen Hurts has been to create an offensive framework for him to do what he does best. You know, um, and Hurts has responded by probably exceeding expectations as a passer, although his passing was never quite as bad as, you know, as people were kind of assuming because he was such a good runner, mm. you know, but if you watch him in college, he could, he could throw the ball. You know, mm. he, had, he had, took Alabama there before, you know, they, they benched him in the champion for two, who could, you know, throw through deep better, but, you know, I, and I think that that's kind of the thing that, that Chicago is going to have to deal with. I
0: think they're all in on fields. So with fields, Mike, the, the Bears fans love him, but because he's such an electrifying player to watch, do you think that the style of player that he is, papers over some of those cracks and may continue to do so in the sense that they may persist and the fans might stay behind him because he'll break off a 47-yard explosive run and they can live with that because they've had so many years of vanilla quarterbacking there. I
1: mean, I think that's a fair point. I'd I'd liken him to Randall Cunningham, Mm. but Cunningham was a much better passer. Um, Cunningham was much better in the pocket. Than, mm-hmm. than fields is and and you know and Cunningham had a you know an insane deep arm as well um but that's that's the kind of thing that for this season it will get them through mm-hmm. um with hope and then the question is next season you know what happens and you know I I kind of think Eberfluss has done a pretty good job um you know defensively they're probably not where they they would like to be because they're scoring a lot of points and not winning games. Mm. Um, so, you know, but I think, I think they're, they're a bit better than we thought. And and of course, what you're seeing too, and, and you have to take this into account with the whole of the NFL, you know, the three and six bears lose to the two and six lions, you know, the, the, the two and six Pan, uh, Steelers beat the three and six, um, Saints. Mm. You know, there, there's a lot of these games between teams that are simply not very good. Yeah. You know, the, the uh, three, five, and one Colts beat the two and six um, uh, Raiders. And, you know, look at how they're,
0: they're mm. falling. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned the Raiders. I want to mention, uh, I want to go to the mailbag actually, because we've had a question in from Adrian uh, via Twitter at the NC show or on Facebook, Insta, and TikTok as well. Who would you pin? the raiders failure on is it davis mcdaniel's the culture of the franchise i think it's, the offensive line needs to see <laughs> yeah, well front and
1: there there is that um i'm not sure i mean it would be it would be easy and fun to blame it on mark davis um mm. i'm not sure that that would be totally fair cuz i don't you know know Everything that's going on inside the um, you have to give you have to assume that you give McDaniels a year because you've inherited a battered and broken team, yeah. Basically, following Gruden's um ejection, yeah. um, from the sh- from, and and it's funny because with the the District of Columbia suing the NFL, um, over. Washington and, and the you know the investigation the NFL did and all that kind of stuff uh, nothing came up about Gruden and because Gruden's lawsuit in in Vegas is is still alive the NFL mm-hmm. hasn't been able to stop that so you know we'll we'll see how we'll see how that goes but yeah but they he left a team that was badly built which was on him more than Mike Mayock because he was the guy making the ultimate decisions uh, although Mayock's draft you know input may have, may not have been what it was <laughs> thought to be so i think you, you need to give them a little a little bit of leeway um you know but but i have to confess that people like myself thought that Josh McDaniels would come in and at least the offense would function really well you know now it's not his fault that waller's out and that renfro yep. is now out but you know has not been himself the whole the whole season um and maybe you could argue that getting Devonte adams in those in that sense you know that that ruined the efficiency of getting Devonte adams because you get adams in part because you know he's always going to be double covered that's yeah. going to make life easier for the rest of your rest of your guys yeah um, but you I've know, there is, suggest, I okay. think there's an overwhelming feeling that Raiders fans are probably getting that Josh McDaniels is going to be, be the Josh McDaniels mm. who's the head coach in Denver.
0: In Denver, yeah. You know, and bombed out, and and the head coach in Indy, right, for all of eleven minutes or whatever. <laughs> we want. The. Um... Yeah, which is let's discuss the better Josh McDaniels' coaching tenure, (laughs) Indy or Vegas. The just on quickly on the offense, I saw and I can't remember unfortunately which journal it was, but it was on uh, on the Athletic, just making the point about the complexity of McDaniels' offenses, and actually that was one of the initial problems the start of the season for the Patriots that they felt they had to really unpick and and simplify. And the suggestion was that this is, was always going to be a two or three year game plan in in Vegas. What do you make of that? argument?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think that's a fair enough point because when you look at the people who have been eject rejected from the Patriots offense, because it's too complex um, I'm thinking mostly of receivers, you know, Mm -hmm. and how they drafted these receivers based on, Primarily on size, speed, kind of numbers, and then they bombed out because they can't understand the system. Like in like, Harry is in it? Keel like. Harry's the and he's now going to be out in. Now that Chicago got Claypool, you know, mm. there's no place for him, um, you know, on the on their roster, basically. Um, so yeah, I th- I think there's probably an element of of uh, truth in that, and it it just doesn't look like Garrett. Like he and Derek Carr, he's been able to progress. Der- Derek Carr, Derek Carr is, you know, kind of being the same guy he was uh, that Gruden loved and kept trying to trade.
0: You know, he's my guy. He's my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I love this guy.
0: But Would you take it, him.
1: You know, I mean, how do how do you how do you rebuild a team in a year when the expectations are that you're going to be contending for mm. the division? And remember, at the beginning of the of the uh, season, everybody was saying there's the four best quarterback that division has the four best quarterbacks in, in the league, you know, not the four best, but, but the best four mm. quarterbacks in, in the league, Um, you know, and what's happened, you know, um, Russell Wilson was awful um, against Tennessee. Mm. I mean, the, the key to that game was literally six sacks of Russell Wilson mm. um, because when they needed plays, they weren't, they weren't getting, you know, they were, they were making Tennessee's life, easier um, that was my best bet by
0: the way what Tennessee um, to win I hope. Uh, t- yeah tennessee back, uh,
1: giving giving three and, yeah and they, they did it with four points to spare
0: the few uh, teams that are out now to your point that this sea of mediocrity usually though they're uh you're hanging on to faint particularly with the expanded playoffs, the faint chances of, well, we'll put a run together and we'll make it. But realistically, you know, the Saints are done, the Broncos are done. I mean, a lot of the Raiders are done, a lot of teams you can you can stick a fork in, right? Yeah,
1: because teams with seven losses now or even six at this point, you know, it means you more or less have to run the board the rest mm. of the season. And who has any faith in these teams being able, <laughs> right. being able to do that, you know? I, I think the NFL should, you know, expand the playoffs to 30 teams and, you know, <laughs> give the other two a participation trophy you know? <laughs> yeah. in a special on NFL network um you know uh, on, on, a na- on a Thursday night on a Thursday night have to be Thursday in, night, in March you know as the playoffs come come to an end and you <laughs> yeah. know
0: it's, it's like um <laughs> do you think it's going to happen do you think they'll continue to expand the playoffs probably as long as there's money in it you know yeah um, it, it doesn't
1: I mean I have the same problem with the November classic in baseball. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> which you know, <laughs> it's, it's like baseball is even weirder because you know the, the the balance in baseball always used to be you had a 154 game season, which then gave you the two best teams mm. because baseball is a daily kind of thing, and as we were saying before, the probabilities kind of you know even out over the season, and then the two best teams would play for the championship. Mm. You know, and now you have 162 game season. And you take the eleventh best team, and you let them play a one-game playoff oh, here, the wild card playoff Yeah, you know, and and it's like anything can happen in a baseball game. You know, it's mm. it's like seven is probably a a fair enough kind of number. But you know, if you want to, yeah. you know, do a do a college or international kind of double elimination tournament, but then you'd have to do it in one place, and that would mm. that would cost you the money. Um, but you know, it's like the 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 formula for playoff baseball is three good starters. One reliever, really, or used to be three good starters, one reliever, and a lot of selective pull, uh, power hitters. Mm. And now what you've got, you know, with some of these teams, is two good starters, seven relievers, <laughs> and non-selective power hitters. So uh, the, you know, it, it's it, it's it's baffling to us old codgers who throw <laughs> bricks at, rock, at clouds. Uh, on
0: our that's what um, i you could have on your
1: Antonio Brown show. Yeah. <laughs> throw bricks at clouds. <laughs> you're you're Miami. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, this concert, uh, Jan Gabarik, 75 years old, uh, mm-hmm. the Gertu, the percussionist, 75 years old. Did mm-hmm. I mention that already?
0: You did. I felt yeah. like a
1: kid, I felt like a kid. <laughs> yeah, um, I bet. you know. And the 49ers offense works really well when you have the 49ers backfield. <laughs> it's like well Wilson had 190 yards and Mostert had 65 yeah. um and they averaged over five you know over um six a carry between a between them. So it's the same yeah. problem
0: though as you say it's the durability of them both, right? It's
1: yeah. Of- I mean that's that that kind of comes comes with with the territory nowadays, mm. but it was, you know, it was like watching primo 49ers, the early Shanahan era. And, mm. and to his credit to a, you know, didn't have to do very much. And, and, um, you know, and did it efficiently, which, yeah you know, which is good. I mean, I've been harsh on him in a couple of games because, you know, like the, the, win against Pittsburgh, he threw Pittsburgh dropped four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He got away yeah. with that. Um, so, uh, he
1: got away and he, he's constantly under throwing Hill, yeah. but he'll so open. It doesn't matter. You know, it gets away. It's, with like, that it's like Mahomes in the super bowl. When he threw the key play of the super bowl it was that 40 yard thing that he'll could have fair caught, you yeah. know,
0: <laughs> 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 the the book on who was it? I think it was the guy oh, was the guru. Sandrini uh, said uh, two is Garoppolo plus. We were trying. We spent about twenty five minutes trying to work out what Garoppolo Plus actually means, but I guess it's above that middle tier, not quite in the top tier. Is <laughs> that kind of interim place? Where if you've got. If you've got cousins, Garoppolo, those kind of players that are around the twelve to sixteen marker, and then you've got obviously Allen and Mahomes and Co. that top five. Is he is that where two is gonna sit somewhere in between? Like a Euro. Well, probably league. higher
1: than higher than that. And I think cousins is probably higher. I think they're borderline, yeah, they're top ten. They're kind of like in the bottom part of the top ten. Yeah. Um And, you know, it's like you have good cousins and bad cousins. And so he fluctuates during the game. (laughs) Um, And yeah, but two is certainly in there. Uh, Mm. You know, I think he's. He and McDaniel. Are a good match because he gets what McDaniel is doing and McDaniel is doing what he thinks Tua will be able to do best, you know. Mm. People forget in Alabama, Tua usually had loads of time to throw to a group of receivers who were very hard for most college teams to cover, mm-hmm. you know. And it was a deep group of receivers, you know, uh, all, well, virtually all of whom were in the NFL, you know, do, doing well. Mm. So that, you know, that that gave him that kind of built-in advantage un, until he got hurt. So yeah. his deep balls were generally balls where he was throwing from a relatively calm pocket and mm. he could you know he could get he could get good motion on them um but the beauty of of that offense um is that because of the threat of the run now now which is really going to be established you know he's going to get a lot more easy throws to make. You know, because he'll have time to do it and and, and those receivers. Yeah. You know, everyone I mean, we know he'll can take the top off the defense, but he'll is also a real weapon when he's running a slant or a cross, cross pass, like yeah. he, you know, and opened up underneath and, and yeah. gets the yards after the catch. I am I'm, I'm looking at Miami now as you know moved into that top handful of
0: teams. Mm. Um
1: their defense still doesn't convince me. Yeah, you know, and the secondary is surprisingly
0: bad, isn't it? When you look at yeah. the, the talent there, um, so I guess on the positive side, the glass half full side for for Finns fans, if they can correct that a little, little bit in the same way that Tampa has started to to reclaim their uh defensive mojo, then yeah, uh, the uh, the future looks bright for them. The, the other
1: pl- the other play of the week mm. from the the New Jersey football giants, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones's pass to um, Slayton.
0: Oh yes, Slayton's a burner. He he
1: balled. He put that ball right <laughs> on the money. Talk, talk about a free catch! Talk about free catching the ball. I think traveled like twenty miles up and five and ten yards, ten yards <laughs> yeah. you know, downfield. And he yeah. catches it and then he breaks away for a fifty-four yard touchdown. You know, which was yeah. a fantastic play. I mean, yeah. You know, by, um, to break the tackle nice and then mate. go in and, yeah. and it was like why Daniel Jones what a game you know what? only, only four <laughs> incompletions you know almost 200 yards passing but you know there yeah. it was they they knew that Houston can't stop the run so they mm-hmm. ran You know, it's like, this isn't rocket science, you know, let's run if they, if somehow, you know, they, they've, um, they've taken Hulk Hogan vitamins and and, (laughs) can stop, can stop the run all of a sudden, then we'll try something else. But Saquon ran um, 74 times. Saquon ran 35
0: times. 35, How about that. it's
1: like, there's a battle for comeback player of the year going on which mm. some of the press have already awarded it to Saquon. Yeah. But there is a battle between him and
0: Gino. Gino, yeah. But nobody
1: funny. knows what to make of Gino's comeback because by saying he's the comeback player of the year what you're saying is a lot of stupid coaches out there. Yeah, <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> and but the Giants had like 33 and a half to 26 and a half or something in mm. possession in that mm-hmm. game. Um yeah. I made a note of one game. I'm
0: trying to trying to find it here. While you uh, find that, I've got a question on the Giants we'll go to. Uh, and we've got to get our dodge in a minute. There's five uh, five pounds for the charity box. Uh, Stephen Adams, uh, who would be the more effective wide receiver for the Giants? Kenny Galladay or Kenny G? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Kenny Gall-
1: Galladay was Kenny G.
0: <laughs> well, maybe. Have we seen him together at the same time? Was yeah, Kenny maybe, G at your gig last night? Maybe right? Kenny Pickett. <laughs> did Kenny G come on to do a little little uh, okay. Ten- Kenny
1: G wasn't part of the oh, wasn't gosh. part of the menu yeah. Yeah, um, oh yeah that was the stat I wanted to bring up in Tampa Seattle it was 37 hmm. 23 in time of possession if oh could, wow really there aren't many games you lose if you have that big a that big an advantage in time yeah, of possession nice. but like I said they stopped Seattle from running the ball they forced them to go in, mm-hmm. into the air mm-hmm. um, so yeah my, the interesting the interesting Thing to watch next week, I think, is how Baltimore and Cincinnati come off the bye weeks, because mm. I think they both come off with a chance to establish themselves into that that tier. Right, that's a, very a good point a, of contenders, and and to a lesser extent, the Jets and, and New England and the Patriots. Although, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I'm 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 looking at it like New England and the Jets really aren't going to be able to compete with with Miami and and um, and Buffalo. You know, mm. in the end, but but they're stress, they're strong defensive teams. You know, the um, the Patriots don't match up as well with Buffalo because they're not quick enough to to deal with the extra runner in Josh Allen. Mm. Um, so that's 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 one of the one of the differences there. But they can slow Miami down um, mm. in the secondary. They're very good at doing that, which might make them competitive um, there
0: if they can also stop the run. You're going to be writing about that maybe in your column, patreon.com forward slash Mike Carlson FMTE. Follow the big man on Twitter as well. At Carson yeah, the, I'm
1: going to write about the game, which is this Saturday. The game? Um, the game. Yale oh, Hard- yes. Yale, Yale Harvard. Harvard. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Yale beat Princeton, um, the third of the big three, the, in the same way that Wesleyan is the third of the little three. Mm-hmm. Um, but they knocked Princeton out of the ranks of the undefeated. So they play Harvard, Harvard, seven and two, Yale, seven and two, but Yale's two losses are outside the league. Mm. So if they beat Harvard, they'd become the ivory league uh, champions as well as winning the game. Mm. Uh, the 138, so a lot of stake, 138th, um, holding of, of the game. <laughs> uh, so there is a lot of stake. Wesleyan, by the way, lost to Trinity wow. uh, who finished their season undefeated. They ran the, ran the NESCAC ranks, but, um, you know, Wesleyan won the little three. They beat Amherst and Williams. Then they have to play Trinity in the last week of the season. And Trinity think that that's their big game. So that always mm. puts you in. And Princeton she- now has to go play the University of Pennsylvania. And Penn thinks that Princeton's
0: their big game. So right. It's Penn. all happening. Wesleyan should get you in, Jeff Saturday-style coach <laughs> <laughs> now that would be a move yeah, come on. <laughs> although come on. coming
1: off of a winning season with a little three you know they, mm, they're not going to yeah. look to replace yeah. the coach i don't Things i don't are think good. but
0: Things are looking. Yeah, you know, i can
1: do i could do that with jeff saturday you know the press conferences at least i don't know how would,
0: <laughs> you'd be oh, in you press day. conferences i would love to see that <laughs> uh brilliant stuff carlson look after yourself uh we'll see uh same time same place next week how about that yeah
1: my problem with with press conferences mm. is that, I can't do the Bill Belichick thing of just, you know, remaining silent and kind of grumbling and then
0: making a face. We'd have to give you a Marshall line. Uh, I'm just going to get (laughs) fined. We just have to force you to say that over and over again. Otherwise you would be fined, ejected, suspended uh, within minutes of the, uh, of your reference. We're
1: just doing what we think is best for the
0: team. Yeah. (laughs) Just say that repeatedly. That's all you're allowed to say. And then you might get the shot. Look after yourself, big man. See you next week. Me too, Ray. Bye brilliant stuff from iron mike he's back next monday we're back on wednesday shane vereen in the house we're dropping ffs as well we're dropping edge rush four shows a week what is not to love about that we appreciate you along for the ride as well and if you've got a moment 30 seconds a minute in my case takes about 15 minutes but you guys will do it quicker than me hop on over to whichever pod platform you listen to us leave a review spread the word if you're following us on social media, get involved with our content. Spread the videos out there. The more, the merrier, as far as we are concerned. Right, we'll see you Wednesday with Shane by Bye for now, gang. Sports Social Podcast Network.